This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You were looking good out there. You had a yeah. red hat on. I didn't have a hat on. Red suit, red tie, even red loafers. No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Jace Kinnaman, a three for the tie. Off the backboard, it's good! Jace Kinnaman makes it in! Off the buzzer, and we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world. Crawford, eight! Crawford's got a hurry! Oh! Oh, no! And even some things not happening in the sports world. You're, you're the bitter end. I'm the bitter man, I guess. <laughs> not the better man, the bitter man. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson. I didn't get to talk to him yesterday, Mr. Steve Sell. Although... I did talk with you several times, not on the radio. Oh, yeah. It feels good to get back after our 24-hour break. Steve, we were a little bummed yesterday. It was a sad, sad mood around the office after Bullpup Soccer lost in the state quarterfinals. Everybody around the city was bummed yesterday. You couldn't play any golf yesterday. It's just been sort of a gray couple of days for you. Well, and no sun therapy today, no sun therapy tomorrow, no sun therapy Sunday, Saturday, you name it. I've just never seen anything like this weather. It is just unbelievable. My hometown got hit with about seven inches of rain. Uh, the whole baseball complex is underwater. Where gonna... you used to just circle the bases well, every used, single night. I, I used to, you know, be able to. I was the one guy that could hit socks high at our great pitcher in little league baseball. Socks high. Socks high. I was able to. Uh, always find a way to get. I on thought base. you played little league baseball like in the seventies and or the sixties, not the nineteen twenties. I did play in the sixties. Hey, don't you hear that now? Sox Hyatt, he threw a pitch to well, Babe Ruth and he hit it a quarter mile. They called him Sox Hyatt because he always wore these bright orange socks. So that's why we called him Sox Hyatt. You had some interesting people oh, down we, at Independence. We did. Well, Steve, I know you've written a couple of columns and a couple of stories after thir- or Tuesday night where McPherson was playing Valley Center, lost a tough 1-0 game. We didn't get to talk about it yesterday because of the Royals. A really tough ending, and of course, talking with Coach Adrian after the game, a team that felt like they had a little more left in the tank. It was a bummer to see it end on Tuesday and night, and it made our work schedule a little bit less with no more well, games to broadcast. Well, it changed our schedule now. You know, our plan now is to go down and enjoy some state track, but it really was. And the thing was, we already knew if... If uh, the Bullpups won, they would not have to play Aquinas. They would not have to play Carroll. Uh, to be honest, I think the championship game is probably going to be on Friday. I think either Carroll or Aquinas will win it. Valley Center now plays St. James. I don't think either of those two teams can beat Aquinas or Carroll. So uh, the Bullpups would have had a great shot to make the state finals. Valley Center, a very good team. It was just a very evenly matched game. And as I kept saying on the broadcast, it's going to come down to one play. You know, one, maybe just a little slip, a player falls or something like that, and that's exactly what happened. It was that one little crack, Valley Center, the door opened ever so slightly, and Valley Center went right through and scored. 
You know what's crazy, Steve, as I was doing a little digging in some archives today, that McPherson, on both the boys' and girls' side for soccer, had their season end in a 1-0 loss where the other team scored in the 73rd minute. Really? The boys lost in the 73rd minute to Bishop Carroll in the regional final last fall, and then the girls lose in the 73rd minute, 1-0 to Valley Center. Weird how things work out. Yeah, it really is, and this was such a prolific McPherson team. Uh, also a great defensive team. It was loaded with seniors. Uh, you hated it for the seniors because of a great group of girls, uh, but the future's still bright. The top three scores return next the bulbs return almost 80 percent of their offense next year but they're really going to take a hit on defense fortunately lake and Sheafreak will step right in at goal for riley het and shouldn't miss a beat Lakin was really outstanding while riley was hurt riley came back and was outstanding as well the bullpups i bet they had the two best goalies on the same team in the state there's no doubt in my mind because lake and Sheafreak could have been an all-state goalie too now we're just going to wait the postseason honors the bullpups should really clean up uh on postseason honors Hopefully, uh, Coach Adrian, you know, he's had kind of bad luck in all-league stuff. He actually does better in all-state, and I think it's an anti-McPherson vote if you really want to be honest about it. I, You know, I think the Bullpups have been so good in soccer for so long that maybe some of the other coaches get tired of it, and they just like to, you know, honor some kids from other towns, even if maybe they're not as worthy as some of the Bullpup players. Well, Steve, now that the soccer season is over, the school year is officially out now. It's 1230. I think they got out of school at 1130 today. That means we are officially into the summer, but we've got one more event. And it might be a long weekend of events because (laughs) state track and field starts tomorrow, then continues into Saturday, and God forbid it goes into Sunday. Well, uh, Carol Swenson, who we're going to have on the air in just a few, uh, did mention that they've already been talking about a possible Sunday finish. Actually, it sounds like Saturday is not going to be too bad. Friday is going to be terrible. Uh, it sounds like it's like 80 to 90% chance whether they can get the events in. It just depends how hard it rains because they can run in the rain, but it's kind of hard to pull vault in the rain. It's hard to throw the javelin in the rain. It's hard to high jump in the rain, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what the state does. And there actually are, you know, track and field's the final event, but there are a couple state golf tournaments that'll be next Tuesday. Well, that's true. Yeah, but uh, they should have all been done. Uh, Heston finished up, got third in the state yesterday. Tyler Hoxie from McPherson competing state. And uh, Friesen from Inman, the Jordan Friesen, he's the lone wolf left in state golf from our area. He'll be playing next week. I believe it's at Heston, uh, two A's at Heston. I think it's next Tuesday. As well. You're right. But uh, Heston's going to have to get from being underwater because we're supposed to get another ton of rain the next two or three days. All right, Steve, you alluded to it a moment ago. Carol Swenson, the man, the myth, the legend. All of Kansas track and field runs through him. It's a, That's right. And we are going to talk with him here in just a moment. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. We are joined on the show today getting ready for the state track and field championships coming up on Friday and Saturday in Wichita by the best source in the entire state 
for this upcoming state track meet. That is Carol Swenson of Track in Kansas. He is the man, the myth, the legend of track in this entire state. Swen, are you ready to go? Are you feeling good? Because this is going to be a very, very busy week. Yeah, as I begin to go through the, the final prep that we do, as far as announcing the state meet, it, it doesn't take long to get pretty pumped about it because it's going to be another great weekend. And being around Don Steffens, he's just instant energy, and you can kind of feed off his energy. But uh, it, it doesn't take much to get pumped up when you start to see some of the performances, uh, some of the kids on the track and in the field. Yeah, and people talk about Kansas not being a very good track state, and they just don't look at the the sport very closely if they feel that way because Kansas has a lot of the best athletes in the nation. And the thing that we've been following throughout this year, of course, are the McPherson High athletes, and we see them a lot more, but there are some really good area athletes that I want to talk about here in a little bit, but who are some of the other big names for you that you've got highlighted and circled and underlined for this weekend in terms of athletes across the state and really any of the classes that could be big-time splash performers? Well, I'll tell you, if if I wasn't announcing in-stadium field events, I'd go just camp out by the Javelin Runway outside of the stadium because Kansas has, we've got seven boys that rank in the top 50 in the nation in the Javelin Throw. We've got eight girls that rank in the top 50 in the nation, and that includes the number six and number nine girls. And um, one of those is in 1A. That's the Luger girl from Centralia. She's throwing 157 feet plus, and that ranks number 12 all time in the state. The Fairchild girl from Andale, she ranks number 14 all time, and she's number nine in the nation this year. And then on the boys' side, Sam Hankins from Manhattan ranks number two in the nation. He's thrown 220 feet this year he threw 220 feet nine last year he's thrown 220 feet two this year and i'll tell you if he doesn't get it this year um i still think he's going to get the all-time state best of 238 um and then trey patterson from cheney he ranks number eight in the nation so we have two boys and two girls both ranked in the top 10 nationally in those events what about some of the other running events and some of the really big names for this weekend? Running events, um, in on the girls' side, the Mayfield girl and the Schufferberger girl from Washburn Rural, those will probably be the two of the top ones as far as distance events go. Um, I'll tell you, in the sprints and hurdles, you can look right here locally because You've got Jamea Quinn down at Mound Ridge, and you've got Emma Ruddle right there in both the 100 and the 100-meter hurdles, so they'll be right there. And Newton's Callie Anderson, 11-5 at the regional. Um, Emma Ruddle just said, man, it was unbelievable, to, you know, because you know, she was running against her in 11-5-2. And then I think her video has probably gone viral in the uh, relay where she made up a big, big yeah. uh, uh, distance in a short time to get Newton in, I believe, is the number four team. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting just to see what happens um, with Anderson. Um, You give her a good day, and again, she could be right there at the all-time state best. Any idea where she's going next year? I haven't heard on her. She's kind of been an interesting one to to watch, to see what's going to happen. Now, the Rimsburg girl down there is going to um, Colorado 
uh, Colorado Springs. Okay. And so it'll be interesting to see what she does. But she, I don't think she's had quite the year this year that she would have expected to have as a senior. And I believe in the hurdles, she didn't make it. Is that right? Um, I believe Was, that is right. She hit yeah. a hurdle or something yeah. and did yeah. not make it, I don't In believe. one of them. And um, it's always interesting. You start looking through regional results and see who got in and who didn't get in. And there's always going to be two or three kids that you thought were guaranteed a spot in the well, state. Well, it's the one thing, the weather at some of these places makes a difference. That's like I was talking with Coach Pav, and he says it's really hard. You know, you look at, the, you know, there's rankings of every event online. You can look at the times and everything. But he says that can be a bit of a misnomer because some places might have had 20-mile-an-hour winds. Some yeah. might have had no wind. I mean, because you're all around the state, and weather, of course, varies in Kansas from – town to town and city to city well and timmy lambert down at smoky valley was a perfect example of that in the 200 meters if you look at the top 16 times that qualified in the 200 meters he ranks about ninth or tenth out of the 16 times right but if you look at his time on the state he's got the best time in class 3a going into the state meet i don't think i'd bet against timmy lambert in the 200 i wouldn't bet (laughs) after watching his performance last year i said he's probably the chance to be the true superstar of the meet because he's probably going to win three events in class 3a the 100 200 300 hurdles and their four by one is way up there too yeah so he could score about 32 and a quarter points for the vikings and i did a story on jay myers's team and i know you follow jay's team really closely they have had just an incredible year on the both boys and girls side and as i look through the um, just the regional results and who qualified for state and that type of thing. Um, boy, the Smoky Boys and the Smoky Bur- Girls, both, they can make a lot of noise in Class 3A this year. Well, Jay says top three is kind of their goal. He says on the boys' side, Scott City is kind of once-in-a-generation team that comes along. But again, you have to perform on the big stage. You never know how kids are going to react to the pressure of, you know, fifteen or 20,000 people in the stands and, yeah. and how, you know – false starts and things like that. Um, you know, it can, it, in fact, I think the Juco meet, the national Juco meet came down. Cloud and Barton were battling for the top spot. It came down to the last race, and I think it was the 4 by 4 and yeah. I believe Barton got a false start. That gave Cloud the championship. Yeah, Barton went into that event. They had the top time in the nation. And Cloud County, if Barton would have finished third or better, they were going to win this championship. So Cloud County was saying, God, they got to finish fourth or below. They false started, and, hey, the meet's over because Cloud County wasn't even in the event. Well, as it say, though, to have two schools from Kansas, one, two, in the yeah. JUCO track. It says JUCO programs are strong, too. Amen. Well, Carol, I know that you have a, a very strong interest in what the McPherson High teams are going to do this weekend because you live here, you get to see these teams, you know the names a little closer. As you look at their heat sheet and all the athletes that they will have, whether it's in the field events, whether it's in the running events, who are some of the names for McPherson? Obviously, we've talked about Emma Ruddle, but who are some of the others that you look at that you think could be top three, top five finishers this weekend? Well, you've got to start off with Emma because she's she's probably going to win at least two events, and she's going to run on that relay. She's going to run... Could win. I think she can. I think she can beat Anderson in the hundred. Really, we had a situation here a couple of years ago where the girl from Andover Central was running against Emma, and I still swear to God 
she got a flyer. Yeah. Because that's the only way. Because after Emmy, just she buried her mm-hmm. in the prelims, mm-hmm. and the girl from Andover Central, Bolden, she got in. Was it Bolden? Yeah, she Joe got Bolden. into the finals, and you could just see it working on her. And I, from watching it from fifty yards away in the press box, but you could see that there was definitely a flyer on that thing. And that's the only way that she beat Emma. I think that Emma could upset Anderson. And it'd be a big story for the meet, yeah. but I really think she has the ability to do that. And I've talked with Emma last week, and her goal is to get under 14 in those hurdles. She just attacks those hurdles. Like, oh, yeah. You know, you were around when Angela Showalter uh, ran the hurdles for McPherson High, and I said there'd be no one ever, you know, be better than <laughs> Angela Showalter, but Emma Ruddle has come along and 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 one up there two they're two completely different type of exactly. hurdlers um show walter was a big tall girl and i'll tell you what getting her moving between the hurdles was a little and bit that's tough. why the 300 hurdles was a better and that's the reason it was right. but i'll tell you ruddle she just gets after those things so hard and current she's coming in she's ranked number 11 all time in the state of kansas with that 14, what was it, 14, 15 she ran last week. Um, so she's going to be right there. Um, Avery Howard, I'll tell you, they could go in the hurdles. They could go 1-2 or 1-3 in those hurdles. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. Um, Yost in the, the javelin is a real possibility of, of scoring pretty well. Autumn Allen qualifying in both the long jump and triple jump and she has really come a long way and and one other the four by one girls relay right. uh i think they're they have the number one time yeah, going they in do. so from the regionals so uh bullpups are looking around between 35 and 40 points i think on the girl side yeah that that might be fairly accurate and on a good day they could have maybe as many as 45 right and how many points you think it takes Oh, in 5A, would you think it'd take to win? Because in 5A, it it can really vary. I've seen some years 45 points would win the thing, right. but I've also seen other years that you could score 45 and you might be fifth. Right. So it just really depends on how those those things fall. What about on the boys' side for some of the McPherson I athletes? I don't know if there's one that stands out as just an automatic lock-in for a win, but I think there are several that could at least contend, be in that oh, top yeah. three. And that's exactly what that team probably wants is to build up points. Yeah. Um, as far as a guaranteed win on the boys' side, I, I really don't don't see one there. Um, Cody Stuffelbeam, you know, if he doesn't place in the top five or top three probably in both the shot and the discus, I think that's a real possibility for him there, uh, or shot and jab, rather. Um, didn't make it in the disc which was really kind of a surprise that neither he nor Dawson got in in that disc. Because I was just about sure that one, both of them would get in, well, and neither one really did. they were tough regional, too. Oh, yeah. That regional they had was, was well, something else. you put them in a different regional, and they probably – Bullpups probably qualify several more people. They were probably in the toughest of the uh, 5A classes. Well, you know, and it seemed like – the entire time we were in the office and coaching at the high school, we were in class 5A2. And it seemed like, hey, you could guarantee we were going to have liberal, 
we were going to have Hayes in there as well as Mac, and we were the three teams that battled year in and year out, and that was in the middle of that string of like 14 straight championships that Liberal won. Oh, Liberal was amazing. Martin Lewis and James Witherspoon and some of those guys, they were amazing. Well, and that's what we always told our kids going into the Liberal or into the regionals. You place in the top four, you're going to be in the top four or five in the state, and it was just about automatic. Well, Carol, as you look ahead to this weekend, I don't need you to make 100% predictions for for team champions. (laughs) I don't want you to upset anybody, but as you go through at least the top classes, who are some of the teams that stand out that you think are going to have a chance to finish in first place? Oh, man. Let's just start out with 5A girls, 5A boys. Newton's going to be definitely in the running, but you look at St. James Academy – They've got they're loaded on the distance side and they're gonna pick up a ton of points in those distance everything from four hundred meters up, they're gonna be right in the middle of. Um Newton is gonna they're they're always hard because they've got those top end kids. Um and McPherson, I think I think we can be three or four and with a good with a good day. Um on the boys side Oh, jeez. I know Hayes is always generally pretty good. Hayes isn't as strong this year. Bishop Carroll? Bishop Carroll. Boys and girls will probably both be in the mix. I know Carroll is talking about the fact that they want to be the team that's going to win both boys and girls. And I always look at Andale. Andale When you're thinking boys and girls, to me, Andale's the team you kind of have to look at when you talk about both of them. Because yeah. Andale has about 400 athletes oh, oh, track geez. and field. I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, and it it's really been impressive to watch Andale over the years. Is, and it hasn't been just the last five years. You know, it's been 25 years right. that they've been that way, that they just keep bringing the kids and bringing the kids and bringing the kids. The and, numbers are what's so impressive. Yeah. It's not like it's a, it's a burgeoning school. It's not an overpopulated school they just have a lot of good athletes yeah very definitely and you keep seeing the same names year after year after year and a lot of them are eck (laughs) well carol what's the week look like for you in terms of the weekend what's your starting time on friday what are you going to be doing and anybody that's at the state meet how do they get to hear you besides just opening up their ears oh well i'll go actually i'll go down on thursday and um i go down Don Steffens and I get together and crank stuff out as far as just background information on the kids. We we picked up the heat sheets and things Sunday evening at a meeting we had in Wichita with folks from the association. And um, we'll finish that up. That is so much easier nowadays than it used to be. When Don and I first started working the state meet, we would go down to the Wichita Eagle and dig through old newspapers to find <laughs> results of league meets and that type of thing because nobody was using the computer at that point. Remember in the time. days when we had the pickers at the finish oh, line? Oh, <laughs> yes. And Don and I, we would work until, you know, two, three in the morning on Friday morning, getting our stuff ready to go for, for Friday morning. And then it was the same thing again Friday night, trying to get stuff ready for Saturday. Um, I've got my field event stuff put together already, and that's nice to have that done. That way I can go in on this evening, and Don and I will just go ahead and finish out his stuff. Um, So 
we'll be at the track between 6 and 6.30 in the morning. I'll be at the track between 6 and 6.30. Don will be getting up about 6 or 6.30. He's... They do start the running events at 7:45, which is 15 minutes ahead of the track or the field events. But Don, he's got to stop and have donuts and coffee and everything else on the way. Um, so sometimes it's pretty close to 7:45 before he actually crawls up on the scaffolding. Um, but then we'll go until 8 or 8:30 on Friday evening, hoping the weather cooperates oh let's hope so last year was kind of a disaster to start the weekend oh just it could be a whole lot worse this year the way it sounds forecast is not real good and anyway um then i'll go ahead and try to update my annual list between friday with friday's results so that people have an accurate list on saturday when they they start in and then i'll be back at the stadium again you know between 6 and 6 30 on saturday and we'll run it until the end. You're going to be a very busy man. <laughs> uh, we, we try to stay out of trouble. <laughs> All right, well, Sven, we appreciate you coming in and talking with us, and I hope you can survive this busy, busy weekend. Hopefully the weather stays good, and hopefully we get a couple of state champions here in the area. Well, you know, and one thing that I did hear that I have never heard in the 45 years or whatever that I've announced the state track meet was, Sunday was mentioned. Uh-oh. The first time I have ever heard the possibility of having to move part of the meet to Sunday was mentioned actually in in an email that I I got this week. And that's the first time I've never, you know, we had a couple years ago where we lost the whole Friday afternoon session. And we had to dump all that into Saturday, but we got through it. Right. And Turn just on the hope we don't we'll have to do it. Midnight. Hey, we just keep it going until we're done. Well, we appreciate it, Swim. Hey, thank you guys for the coverage. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim 96.7 FM KBBE, Steve. We alluded to it at the very end of Carol Swenson's interview there. Big thanks to him for coming on the show with us today, but... As we look at the radar for what's coming up in Wichita this weekend for the state track and field meet, how about this for you? Friday, thunderstorms likely. Friday night, chance of thunderstorms. Saturday, chance of thunderstorms. Saturday night, thunderstorms likely. That is a scary look because if it's just rain, you can typically work around it. But when you begin to bring in the thunderstorms, the the lightning. And the problem is on the lightning, lightning hits. 30 minutes automatically. You can get to 27 minutes through that 30 lightning, another 30 minutes. Well, mean, what about Sunday? Chance of thunderstorms. Sunday night, chance of thunderstorms. This is the this is the rain that's never going to end. I mean, this is <laughs> Noah's Ark's weather. I mean, it's I've never seen anything like it. It's just crazy. Well, we'll see what happens this weekend. You and I are planning on going down to track tomorrow. Yep. And we will see what happens from there. But we're planning on making the trip down on Friday for a lot of the prelims for most people. And then 
Our plan is to be back all day Saturday and see what happens and hopefully a couple of state championships, but we get the feeling that if it doesn't go into Sunday, there could be some delays. Because remember, last year, Steve, we got down there, we were ready to go at 8 a.m. on Friday morning, and we were in a weather delay. And there's been, it seems like the last few years, there's been a weather delay almost every year. And and I can remember in the old days before they kind of redid Cessna Stadium a little bit, uh, we had a heavy rain and kids started going down the hill there at Cessna Stadium sliding, well, sure. mudsliding. So, uh, Will you do a mudslide for us this weekend? No. Well, you took a nap at Cessna Stadium one time. I That's did. the same thing, right? I did. About 15 years ago, I was sitting there. I was getting ready to shoot photos, and, and I, I was sitting on the high jump pit. The high jump was already over and kind of laid back. Next thing I knew, it was about 30 minutes later, I'd fallen asleep. Got a little right, sunburn. Right in front of about 20,000 people. They were probably laughing at me. Of course yeah, I'm, I'm sure they were laughing yeah. at me. No, no, no. Nobody's ever laughed at you, Steve. Oh, all the time. It never, never happens. Okay, Steve. We'll wrap up today's show tomorrow. We're going to have Hayden Barber on of the Wichita Eagle to talk a little bit about other events that are happening this weekend down in the Wichita area. We'll talk a little bit about his recap of Bullpup Soccer from Tuesday night. And then we've got some trivia to go through. Ooh, trivia. We are going to have a loaded show tomorrow and then obviously previewing state track and field a little more. Exactly. All right, we'll wrap up today's show for Steve Sell and again for Carol Swenson for coming on with us. I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well,